You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Wednesday edition, a hump day edition of the podcast. Hopefully you guys are all doing well halfway through the work week. A lot to get to like usual on today's podcast. We're going to answer a question that many of you have hit me with in my email inbox, also my mentions on Twitter, etc. And that's with regards to BYU and their football scheduling. What are the chances BYU adds one or two more games? We'll try and answer that question the best I can with some information I gleaned from sources over the last day or so. We'll also talk a little bit more about the Cougars as they get ready for Western Kentucky this coming Saturday night. An interesting matchup, but one I think that BYU should win handily. We'll examine it more in depth and we'll also catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of these great companies here in just a little bit as well. All right, let's waste no more time and get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 28th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Let's kick off today's show answering a question I have received more than any other over the past week or so, and that is the question of, Jake, is BYU going to add any more football games to their 2020 schedule? I can tell you this much. This is what I have talked with multiple people about over the past 24 hours and change is that BYU will continue to pursue opportunities to play more games, but they're also not going to go out of their way to make certain games happen. And what I mean by that is if a power five were to call BYU up today and say, you know what? We already know that we have an opening in our schedule due to, let's say, a potentially an opponent, one of their other conference uh, teams having to postpone or cancel games against them due to COVID-19, and we'd like to replace them with you guys. BYU would jump in, no problem, and play that game. Doesn't look like that's going to happen, though, so there's no reason to pursue that or to plan for it because you cannot plan for that. I also don't believe that BYU is so desperate for another game or two that they're going to go out and just schedule anybody who will take an opportunity to schedule them. I'm talking about the likes of, a, let's say, a UMass. University of Massachusetts, folks, is among the worst five teams in college football, might be the worst team in college football, and there is no added benefit for BYU to add them to a schedule just to beat the crap out of them and have more people say, well, who did BYU really play? They're beating the crap out of the bottom feeders of the sport. You know what? That does BYU no good. So why go out there and put yourself to that and also potentially expose yourself to COVID and all the other issues that are going on right now? So I think ultimately... BYU, for all intents and purposes, folks, is more than content with the 10-game schedule they have put together. It all comes down to, and we've talked about this and we'll continue to talk about it, the matchup with Boise State a week from Friday. You win that game, BYU should run the table from there on out. You have a home game, two home games, excuse me, after that, scheduled against both North Alabama, which should be a cakewalk, and a semi-decent game, I think, against San Diego State on December 12th. 
There is going to be a sparse amount of games, obviously, with just two games after November 7th for BYU on the schedule. But the Cougars would be 10-0, likely ranked somewhere around the top 10, if not inside the top 10 at that point. And if they run the table, they're 10-0 and in contention for the New Year's Six Bowl game, potentially. I don't know that uh, it's going to help BYU to sit out that much over the final, let's say, month and a half, I guess, of the season, considering the college football season. Conference championship weekend is now the weekend of uh, December 18th and 19th. It's just crazy to think how far into the month of December we're going to have college football going, the quote-unquote regular season still going. I would like to see BYU add a game or two. I, I'm just my personal opinion. I would like to see them add it. But talking to people around the program who are more in the know than I am, they are saying that BYU is content sitting by and letting themselves play out the schedule and hopefully land a New Year's Six Bowl game. I would think that BYU, if they could get the likes, let's say Marshall, yesterday Marshall had a game canceled that now they have an opening that corresponds with BYU's opening on November 28th. That would be a fantastic game on paper, I think. But the, the other thing I've, heard, I've been hearing, excuse me, is that BYU's own success this season is almost working against them. Programs out there that BYU probably has contacted or had negotiations with or even made a phone call to, well, guess what? They're looking at BYU and say, why would we sign up to get beat by you guys when we can go out and schedule somebody we can potentially beat? So is BYU success their own worst enemy in a certain facet? Sure, it is. But I think all you can do if you're the BYU football program right now is just go out, win games, win them in dominant fashion, hopefully go to Boise and shed the curse of the blue turf that the state of Utah itself has had up there at Albertson Stadium. But you yourself, speaking of the BYU football program, they are over in their program's history playing at Boise State. I just look at this and it's an opportunity for BYU to just to continue to have people talk about them. And all you got to do is just win football games, win the games, move up. We talked about this on the Monday edition of the show. At some point, I feel like there will be a glass ceiling imposed for BYU on the national rankings. But until that point, and you never know where that glass ceiling ultimately will come. You just keep take care, taking care of whatever you can do. And that is winning football games. I think that Kalani Satake has been preaching to his players, preaching to the team that we don't worry about the national rankings. We're just going to go out and play our game. We're going to go win these football games, if at all possible, and then we'll let whatever happens happen. Um, Heather Dinich from ESPN had a very good point yesterday uh, talking about BYU with regards to how things are going to go for them in terms of challenging for the New Year's Six. Uh, she has said that uh, BYU is essentially considered the same as Notre Dame during the regular season for the college football playoff and all of that jazz. But when it comes to the New Year's Six Bowl games, the priority actually goes in terms of the G5 slot to the G5 champion who is the highest ranked. Right now, it looks like Cincinnati would get that slot. The Bearcats are inside the top 10 currently. Luke Fickle has done a masterful job building that program. They are very, very good. But essentially, BYU would have to get a uh, what are we what do you term it an at large bid into the New Year's Six Bowl games that is not the guaranteed G five spot. I think many of you understand this. If you don't, BYU does not qualify for the automatic G five slot. Let's be clear about that. They do not qualify under the current rules. 
the Cougars would have to make the New Year's Six as an at-large team. Will things like ESPN come into play and help BYU potentially? Maybe so. But the Cougars will have to do it on their own merit, and that will be incumbent upon them for winning games. You go lose at Boise, you know what? Might as well go play in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl once again in Boise, Idaho, because at that point, your season's over. And that sucks to talk about with BYU because that's kind of been the refrain from opposing fan bases. That, what does BYU really have to play for after they lose one game? Well, in this year, in this instance, it kind of comes down to that. you got to beat Boise. You can't lose a game this year if you're BYU. But... Getting back to my original point, I know many of you would be disappointed to only see two football games from the BYU football program over over the past month or so of the over the last excuse me not the past the last months of the season. But if it ultimately comes to fruition that BYU makes the New Year's Six, makes the Fiesta Bowl or a bowl game of that caliber, let's say the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, etc. That would make up for, I think, everything else that's gone on this year. It would be that quote-unquote special season that BYU has been chasing so long. 2020 could be the weird year that all of a sudden is a magical year if you're a BYU football fan. But it all comes down to, folks, handling business on the field as currently slated. You have a game Wednesday Wednesday night. We're talking about on a Wednesday. You have a game Saturday night against Western Kentucky. You also have a game a week from Friday against Boise State. You have a home game on November 21st against North Alabama and your home finale on December 12th against San Diego State. Go win those four football games. Maybe add one or two more if something comes to fruition. But like I said, everything I'm hearing from BYU is they're they're content to stand pat unless it makes sense for them to chase another big opponent that comes onto the scene. But you win those four games, you're 10-0, and then you let the bygones be bygones. I think as a 10-0 football program, BYU's brand is big enough that they should be in contention for the New Year's Six, but we are still months away from ultimately seeing what plays out in that regard but the good news is BYU so far so good 6-0 and ranked number 10 in the coaches poll number 11 in the AP poll if you essentially move inside the top 10 I don't see any way that the New Year's 6 says you know what no you guys we're, we're leaving you out but that always could happen and potentially might happen but you right now you just take care of your business on the field and then at that point we can bellyache about it later on. All right. So there you go. Some of what I've learned about BYU in terms of scheduling going forward, it would be nice. Like personally, my personal thought is BYU probably should add a game or two. That's just my thought. But everybody I've talked to around the BYU football program understands, you know what? Some of the mystique out there, if we end up 10 and 0 might help us in some regards. How good is BYU really? Why go expose yourself when you might not necessarily have to and still get to the quote unquote promised land. So just an interesting scenario and a situation that we'll be monitoring. and We'll be talking about, I'm sure for the next, let's say, let's see we're November, October 28th today. Uh, the season doesn't come in to come to an end officially until mid December, mid to late December. So what? We're going to be talking about this for the next month and a half? Sweet. Let's do it. So it'll be a lot of fun. We'll be along for the ride. and We'll be tracking everything and having more conversations 
as that gets closer and closer. And like I said, it all basically comes down to next Friday night, a week from Friday night, when BYU takes on Boise State. All right, we'll have more conversations about this, I'm sure, over the ensuing month or so here. But let's take a minute, talk some BYU hoops and some other news and notes regarding women's basketball. They're pegged to finish second in the West Coast Conference in their own right. We'll talk about them here in just a moment. We'll also catch up on everything else going on at BYU Sports News here in just a little bit, as well as some thoughts on Western Kentucky as BYU winds their way closer and closer closer to that game Saturday night. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar, folks. I love Built Bars. I've been very vocal about that. I enjoy them. I think they're absolutely delicious. I have never craved a protein bar until... I had a Built Bar, but I want you guys to take an opportunity to learn more about Built Bar. There are 18 unique flavors with Built Bars in their redesigned packaging and the redesigned bar in general. We love the new Built Bar with those 18 new flavors, or six new flavors, 12 original flavors. I should be clear about that. 18 total flavors. It is the best way to get some added protein into your diet. Built Bars are perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. You can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and a perfect fit for the keto diet, guys. For example, let's say one of my favorites, actually it's actually is probably my favorite, is the Cherry Barcia. It has 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and also 4 grams of net carbs. These are a fantastic way, like I said, to either lose or maintain your weight. Check them out at BuiltBar.com. You can learn more about this great company, all the different flavors that are available to you guys. The Carrot Cake by the way, an underrated flavor. I know it doesn't sound delicious or doesn't sound appetizing. I've really quite enjoyed it. I'm also a big fan of the orange chocolate cream. It's one of my favorites. I love non-nut flavors. I love fruit flavors. Like I said, 18 different flavors. They guarantee that they have one that will fit your palate. Check them out now at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, use that promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, folks, let's take a minute. We talked yesterday about BYU men's basketball being picked to finish second in the West Coast Conference this year. Well, let's talk about the women's basketball program. I think this is a women's team. I know that BYU fans may overlook at times, but this is a program you do not want to overlook this year in particular. Jeff Judkins has done a masterful job of putting together a roster, and with the re-addition of Shaylee Gonzalez off of an injury, this is a program similar to the men's program for BYU basketball that should challenge for the NCAA tournament. I'm really excited to see what the women's team does. They've got a lot of talent on that roster, and they're actually picked to finish second in the West Coast Conference themselves behind Who else? Gonzaga. Gonzaga got seven first place votes. BYU got two of the first place votes. And then third place Portland also got a first place vote. The Cougars six points behind Gonzaga in second place. Portland about nine, exactly nine votes behind BYU in third place. But I'm looking forward to seeing this women's basketball program for BYU. And one thing I think that should have BYU fans very excited is that three Cougars are on the all-WCC preseason women's basketball team. Senior center Sarah Hampson, the shot-blocking extraordinaire. She's just an absolute terror in the middle for BYU on defense and even on offense. She's on this list. Shaylee Gonzalez, as I talked about, the sophomore standout guard. She is on this list as well as BYU senior guard Paisley Johnson-Harding. 
There is a lot of talent for Jeff Judkins to work with this upcoming season, and it could be a fun season for BYU basketball fans, both in the men's and women's game. Like I said, I think the expectations are for both of these programs to make the NCAA tournament. It would be great to see the NCAA tournament take place this year. I'm fully uh, aware that COVID-19 is wreaking havoc all over the place. You don't have to look any further than last night. The reports out in the eighth inning of Game 6 of the World Series, Justin Turner, the standout third baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers, is yanked from the game. Many people are like, what in the world is going on here? And it comes almost immediately after the game, as the Dodgers are on the field, spilling out there to celebrate the game. The Fox broadcast says, Oh, by the way, uh, Justin Turner has reportedly tested positive for COVID-19. Wait, what? Like, it was one of those things, like they said so nonchalantly, you're like, hold on. This is a guy who's supposed to be out with his team celebrating a World Series title, and you mean to tell us he was lifted in the eighth inning of the clinching game of the 2020 World Series due to COVID-19? You hope it's a false positive test, and by the time you may be hearing this podcast, we hopefully will have more information on it, but... I'm just talking about it as if everything I have had given to me at this point, it shows you how crazy this virus is. I hope that college basketball happens this year in its entirety. The NCAA tournaments, both on the men's and women's side of things, go off without a hitch. It's been good to see, excuse me. It's been good to see the NBA as well as Major League Baseball finish their postseasons with relatively few disruptions and not having to really wreck their plans. All the different things they had set up have worked so far. You hope that college basketball can pull off a similar scenario. The issue is you're talking about student athletes who are in college versus professionals, and it's just a whole different ball game with regards to how COVID's being handled at the collegiate level. There are so many more bodies to track, so many more staffers, so many more programs. It's just so many different logistical things that affect how the college game is going to have to combat this. But you hope that both the men's and women's basketball programs are able to finish their seasons because I think the expectations for both programs together at the same time, they may not have ever been higher in the same year. And if I'm wrong about that, if you think there are other seasons you can go back and think about and say, you know what, there was maybe this year, Jake, that BYU men's and women's basketball had the same expectations or higher expectations, let me know. But I feel like in different years, there have been expectations for the men's program and some years there's been expectations for the women's program, but never at the time that I, in the time that I can recall for BYU men's and women's basketball, I feel like the expectations match up this year. Both of them picked to finish second in the West Coast Conference, playing second fiddle to Gonzaga, but have, having aspirations of knocking off the Bulldogs, I think it's very much more realistic for the women's team than it is for the men's team, speaking of the Cougars, to have that happen. But I think that the basketball programs at BYU There should be some fun times ahead for them with the talent bases that both these coaching staffs, Mark Pope on the men's side, Jeff Judkins on the women's side, that they have compiled. There's a lot of talent, a lot of engaging personalities, and I'm expecting to see a lot of wins, a lot of W's on the board this coming winter slash spring for men's and women's basketball. But like I said, 
we all got to hope and pray and do our part to hopefully ensure that the college basketball season takes place, that we can see this actually play out. So congratulations again to Jeff Judkins and his team on that number two uh, slot in the West Coast Conference preseason coaches poll. And also congratulations to Sarah Hampson, Shaley Gonzalez, as well as Paisley Johnson Harding on being named to the all WCC preseason women's basketball team. Pretty cool to see three Cougars on that list. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Some thoughts about what's going on with the BYU football program ahead of a matchup against Western Kentucky and a fun event that you may have an opportunity to take your family to if you're around on Thursday night. We'll talk about all of that ahead right here on the podcast. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, folks. We talk a lot about this company, but I'm asking for you guys' questions right now. We're going to do a giveaway on Friday for a free trust, uh, excuse me, a free pest control treatment from our good friends at All Guard. And the only way you get entered is to have questions submitted to me via social media, via email. And if you do that, you have an opportunity to have your home treated for whatever might be irking you or whatever you need with regards to pest control. It's a real simple process. Send in those questions now. You're entered to win. But you do need to do it. And right now, as of Wednesday, I have no questions for this week. So I need your guys' questions. Send them in now. Real quick, on the front with All Guard Pest Control, I love this company. They take care of my pest control needs. They have two unique service plans, speaking of All Guard, that they can have, they can give to you guys as well. One of which is a quarterly pest control program that come out once every three months and make sure that your home is protected year round. They keep that barrier up around your home so that no creepy crawly things are getting inside your home and you have that peace of mind. Additionally, if you have a one-time issue, you notice a thing that needs to be taken care of one time and you feel like it will be taken care of, they're also happy to treat you that way and they will make sure that you're taken care of, but they won't come back and bug you. They'll make you sign a contract that requires quote-unquote follow-up visits. They treat it the one time and they'll leave you alone until the next time you call them and I promise that you will call them again if you trust All Guard Pest Control. Their phone number, 801-851-1812. Let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. But additionally, send in your questions now and you could have a free treatment from Seth and his team on the Friday edition when we draw that winner. So big opportunity to get some free pest control service, but also make sure you trust pest control from All Guard for all of your pest control needs. That's 801-851-1812 is the phone number or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. All right, folks, as we close out today's edition of the show, uh, one note in talking with some people around the BYU football program, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier on with the scheduling. It was a kind of a side note to our original discussion about what's going on with BYU and their scheduling. But I'll tell you this much, BYU is very confident in their chances against Western Kentucky this week. Uh, What I was told last night by somebody is that BYU believes that the UTSA game against Texas San Antonio was that three weeks ago now was a true wake up call for this football program. They escaped with a victory over the Roadrunners, but they realized, you know what? We can't just roll out of bed and beat these teams. We do have to put some effort in. We have to practice the right way. We have to handle things the right way. We can't, as Kalani Satake likes to talk about, we can't disrespect the game. They have to go take care of business. They did so against UTSA and escaped with a win, but since then, they've essentially just been gangbusters, especially against Texas State, and they are extremely confident going into this game against Western Kentucky, so long as they handle things the right way, that they're going to win this game and then set up that matchup that should be a top 25 matchup with Boise State a week from Friday night. So, 
some good news for BYU is that yeah, they are very confident against Western Kentucky. Uh, one person I talked to feels like the Western Kentucky might be among the bottom of all the opponents BYU has faced this year. The wheels have kind of come off for Tyson Helton and his team. They're still going to come in here with some pride and try and win a football game. But if BYU buries this team early, gets that avalanche rolling like they did against Texas State, you may see another early night for a guy like Zach Wilson. And I think it'd be some welcome news for BYU fans to get some extra rest for those guys going into a short week against Boise State. All right, and then a couple other notes before we go on today's show. A big congratulations to both the men's and women's cross-country programs. The U.S. Track and Field and Cross-Country Coaches Association, you may know it as USTFCCCA, has ranked BYU men's cross-country, the defending national champions, the number two team in the nation, and the women's cross-country team number three in its first national rankings that were sent out earlier this week. Uh, the men's program, like I said, the defending national champs, will be looking to defend that national championship this coming spring. Uh, number one, Northern Arizona is back on top in the national rankings. NAU, the Lumberjacks, have been a longtime power. BYU finally kind of got over the hump against NAU a year ago and won that national title and hoping to repeat this year. But good to see them rank number two. And on the women's side of things, they finished number two in the country a year ago and will be looking to win a national title for the first time in quite some time this coming spring as well. So congratulations to both the men's and women's cross-country programs on those national rankings. And then one final thing for you guys, tomorrow night, if you don't have anything going on, you have an opportunity to go to a special Trunk or Treat drive through event for fans. That's Thursday, October 29th in the West Parking Lot of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. From 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., cars can enter the West Parking Lot via University Avenue. You must remain in your vehicle and follow the designated route. All of BYU's athletic teams, including BYU Cheer, the Cougarettes, and Cosmo the Cougar will be along the route in costume. Uh, you can get candy and whatnot you can give a bag of candy excuse me as each car exits the drive-thru but you can have some fun interacting with the BYU football programs from inside your vehicle so it's an awesome opportunity to get your favorite little cougars associating with their favorite big cougars if that makes sense the athletic teams at BYU the football program included will be there in attendance. The event will also be a canned food drive to donate goods to the United Way and Utah Food Bank. Fans attending are encouraged to bring a can of food to donate to both of those charities. So a great opportunity tomorrow night, 6.30 8.30 p.m. Wear your costume and go have some fun with the rest of Cougar Nation. All right, that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your guys' continued support. I love talking with you guys each and every day. If you'd like to advertise with the show, we'd love to have you guys on board. Please email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address. Be happy to get you in contact with our sales team and get you on the route to podcast advertising success. Very competitive rates. You'd be surprised how competitive we can be with regards to advertising. So feel free to reach out if you think we can be helpful in that regard. But regardless, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search out Locked On. Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, the handle is Jacob C. Hatch. And also feel free to email the show anytime as well with anything you got. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the address. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 28th, 2020. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.